0: Listeners, welcome back to another episode of ninety four by fifty. I am very happy to say it is March Madness. I am even happier to be with my co-host, Max. How have you been? Wow. How's your march been so far?
1: It's been pretty wild, pretty it's a lot of madness around here. Uh my goodness. What a good start so far. Multiple
0: buzzer beaters, you know? Yep. It's I'm doing great. <laughs> How are you? I'm good, man. It's been an exciting couple of days. Teams that were we thought were on the bubble or likely to get in, lost in their first uh conference tournament game like Wake Forest and Xavier and Michigan. Um a couple other teams that may have been on the outside looking in, like like Indiana won. Um so It'll be lots of drama in the next couple of days and excited to to break it all down with you.
1: Yeah, uh, it's, it's the most wonderful time of the year. Uh, listeners, if you're a fan of a bubble team right now, it's probably not sitting well with you right now, but hopefully your team does what it needs to do uh, in these conference tournaments, which... Brings us to what we got to focus on in this podcast. You know, what people want to hear about the Illini and the Badgers. Yep. Tied. Yep. Big Ten champs. Co-champs.
0: Co-champs. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, you know, drama right up until the end of the regular season with yep. it looking like the Badgers were going to take care of business after beating Purdue. All they had to do is beat Nebraska at home. On senior night, um, but lo and behold, um, Nebraska, who is already knocked out of the conference tournament and only had 10 wins on the season, wins at Wisconsin. Um, so yeah, share of the Big Ten title, but nice to to have our name on the trophy with, with you Illini boys.
1: Yeah. Oh, we're happy to be here. And man. I I, just, what a season, Uh, you know, two very different stories for our teams of how they got here and, you know, what they were, you know, projected as coming in and what, you know, what it took, what, what types of games, but just these teams were the most consistent throughout, you know, the big 10 season. And, and then you have to just look at the stars that carried them. I, there's so much to talk about. I think, um, Let's talk about how about just before we get into the tournament, let's talk about the, uh, the awards, you know, of, of kind of, do you agree with the, the awards that were given and, um, yeah. I mean, let's start there.
0: I think so. Um, I think, uh, you know, the, the awards were somewhat sort of compared to expectations, um, you could have made a case for preseason expectations, I should say. You could have made a case for for Coach Underwood winning Coach of the Year. Um, you could have made a case for Matt Painter at Purdue winning Coach of the Year, but but I think because Wisconsin was was picked to be placed in the double digits in the Big Ten, somewhere between tenth and and twelfth, by a lot of by a lot of writers and analysts. Um, guard definitely deserved it winning the co the um co big 10 title definitely deserved to get coach of the year um player of the year i think to me was a little bit more of a toss-up and it could have gone to ivy it could have gone to to kofi um i don't think anyone's complaining with it going to johnny davis he like came out of nowhere and really carried that team um so yeah i don't i don't have any big qualms with with either of them. But what about you? No,
1: I mean, I, I really don't either going down the line, honestly. I mean, it's, it's unfortunate, you know, I I gotta say I'm like disappointed for like Brad Underwood, not that he like lost it to guard because I think what better way to, you know, give coach of the year than the, the coach that just completely exceeded expectations and, you know, is back and wins another title. You know, in another year which no one would have picked it, you know? Like that's so impressive. But um it's such a bummer. Um as an Allinife fan to have uh Brad Underwood these last three years have been uh very impressive and he's nine and oh against the last two uh coach of the years in the last three years, I believe. Um and that's kind of how it felt like with Kofi. But at the same time, I I wouldn't switch any of these. Johnny Davis had a hell of a year. Guard had just, I mean, to the rocky place that they were in last year, you know, to like what they accomplished with this year, the steadiness that they played, they had the highest floor. I think they have the highest floor of any team in the – nation they don't make a ton of mistakes they like it's just such a solid team I, I like it and then going down the list you know defensive player of the year kayla mcconnell was so impressive did you see much of him this year
0: i did yeah i, I specifically remember watching the badgers rutgers games and i like commented i didn't know who he was the first time i saw him but i was, wow this dude is just like attached to Johnny Davis on the hip, um, locking him up all around the court. So well-deserved um, defensive player of the year, in my opinion.
1: Yep. Uh, Malachi Branham for freshman of the year. I mean, no qualms here. He put up, oh, he had like, I think 33 against the Illini. Mm-hmm. this made our, you know, our defense look small and weak. And then Trevion Williams, yeah, I, he deserves all the awards he can get. I'm such a huge fan of him. So I uh, just wanted to check that out and, you know, mention those. Because uh, it, it's crazy how deep this uh, this Big Ten really is. And there's a lot of uh, represent, representatives from our favorite teams on here, on this list, and that's pretty cool.
0: Absolutely are. Yeah, Trent Frazier, second team. Alfonso Plummer, third team uh Brad Davis in second team and and Tyler Wall also got honorable mention. So yeah, yeah very very cool to see.
1: Chucky Hepburn on the all freshman team as
0: Yep. Well. Yep. And and Trent uh also got a all defensive team team yeah. honor, which was sweet. Yeah. And yeah, you... yeah. And I wanted to like talk a little bit too, about because we're kind of comparing these teams because they um were were co-winners of the regular season title. They kind of they kind of did it in different ways. And when you when you think about Wisconsin, like very solid starting five, um, so consistent as you said, really high floor, um, but not not a ton of depth off the bench. And I think that kind of shows when Johnny Davis goes down, who do they who do they turn to as that sixth guy who can pick up the scoring slack um wall was hurt for a couple games earlier in the year and and his absence showed um but illinois like while they're you know their their first five may not be quite as consistent guys just stepped up for them all season with kofi being out with a concussion with corbello being on and off the court um so I'm, i'm curious for you as someone who's really tuned into that illinois team um kind of how they maneuvered that and navigated that throughout the season, in your opinion.
1: Yeah. um, I mean, it was impressive to watch. And just, like, the resilience, not just to, like, deal with so many setbacks, but to stay focused throughout and to have these players, no matter how many minutes they had played the game before – if they got in and they got a chance and they got their looks and everything, they, they would hit them in big moments. Every single one of these freshmen have had key moments that, you know, the entire year. And then now Coleman and Curbelo down the stretch have been, you know, just game changers really are X factors. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, Melendez made plays occasionally Grandison. Yeah.
1: I mean, and it's just, I mean, it's, to fill in the listeners just real quick, it was, you know, three games for Kofi at the beginning of the season. Then he also had a concussion for games. Right. Andre Corbello, two months gone. COVID ripped through and infected 10 of them. They were all out. Then they had a flu epidemic. Uh, RJ Melendez started playing amazing and then uh, had an appendectomy. Uh, Grandison just got hurt and is in a sling. It sounds like we won't get him back till the second weekend of the tournament. So that's like definitely a blow, but this season, you know, I, I'm so proud of this team staying focused and really just like forging ahead, stepping up when you needed to and had some monster wins this year.
0: Yeah, they absolutely did. And that, that adversity will hopefully kind of help them deal in, with whatever obstacles they may come up against in post postseason play. Um, yeah with Wisconsin I think we got we got super lucky with injuries and with COVID we we had one game canceled because of COVID um, but other than that no guys missed time for for COVID related illness Lauren Bowman's been out for um, for non-COVID illness a little bit and and then yeah Johnny Davis missed part of a game with injury wall was part of a game with injury but We've been we've been incredibly lucky. Besides that, because we don't have we don't have that much depth, as I mentioned. Um, so maybe with that, we can we can get into a little conference tournament talk if that's cool.
1: Yeah, I'd love to. Because here we are, we're watching live, um, so we're on the second day, um, and we're, we're, we've got Michigan State leading Maryland with uh, two minutes left.
0: Yeah. yeah, earlier this morning we saw um Indiana with a insane comeback against Michigan, um down seventeen, I believe. You you sent us the stat and then finished the game on a thirty-one to nine run, if I'm not mistaken. And this Indiana team was totally backs against the wall. Um some bracketologists had them as one of the last teams in before this game. Some had them not even in the field before this game. So definitely a must win and they stepped up and then, um, Iowa, which seems to be a team peaking at the right time, just trounced Northwestern. Um, we got Michigan state, um, Maryland right now. And then a little bit later, Penn state, Ohio state, um, before we get into the the teams with the double buys playing their first game tomorrow. So maybe just a couple questions to, to get the discussion flowing. Um, we've got, we've got Illinois as the one because they had the head to head tiebreaker with Wisconsin. Um, Wisconsin is the two Rutgers or excuse me, Purdue is the three and Rutgers as the four. Any of those teams you see kind of on upset alert in their, in their first game tomorrow?
1: Uh, I mean, you never know what'll happen just because of, um, the way, you know, sometimes getting that extra game in before, you know, you can sneak up on a rusty team before they get going and that can change the game. But I think all four of these teams have a lot to prove a lot to play for and have favorable matchups. Um, I think the, the one that I'd be worried about would definitely be Rutgers versus Iowa. Yeah. Like you're saying, the way they're coming in. But at the same time, they the last game they had, Rutgers went into Iowa City and it was a slugfest. They'd be like 46 to 43 or something crazy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so th- they can really muck it up. And um, I, I think that's going to be probably the best game tomorrow, potentially. Um, we'll see. But I don't know. It's a, It's an exciting day. Illinois versus – uh, Indiana is going to be fun. Uh, we always could lose. You never know. But I, I feel pretty confident that if we come out focused and ready and hungry, and I think they are to, to defend our title, that um, we just – we got to beat this team, especially after, you know, such an intense game for them today.
0: Yeah, I think that the challenge for them, which which you guys can definitely exploit, is – um putting all the, the physical energy, emotional energy into getting over the hump and beating Michigan and then getting ready to play again, just 24 hours later, 10:30 tomorrow morning against, um, against the number one seed in the, in the conference tournament will be, will be tough for Indiana. And I think, I think Illinois should be probably be fine in this game. You close the regular season on a high and can carry that momentum. I do think, um, Purdue is, you know, is mostly fine down the stretch. Their, their defense has been a little shaky, I think. Um, I've heard that Travion Williams in particular has kind of deferred too much and been almost too unselfish and they've, they've missed some of his scoring. Um, so if, if Ohio State can maybe jump on them early with a lead, um, I could see Purdue on a little bit of an upset watch.
1: Yeah, I I agree. I I guess I, I'm just so like miffed by Ohio State's recent play. Mm-hmm. You know, they just, I mean, they came in to Champaign and beat us fair and square, but since then they've just looked like very bad.
0: Um, Lost to Michigan at home on senior night.
1: Yeah, and and you know, just got blitzed by Nebraska, and it's just so we'll see um but i think that'll be a great game i i don't know we're really getting into like crunch time with these tournaments tomorrow's gonna be such awesome uh just high level basketball and that's what you love about march madison i i think you know sometimes people sleep on the conference tournaments you know because it it's nice to see two teams that like know each other and like you know really go at it at just like the highest level everyone wants it you never know what can happen who can make a run that's that's exciting too before they go off and play the other conferences and see what really happens
0: yeah i totally agree i was actually thinking about it today um the conference tournaments are kind of underrated you you get really excited at selection sunday and then watching those first round games and their upsets but um the conference tournament is this this really fun little period in between the regular season and and the big dance where every game means so much in terms of either getting in the tournament, keeping your place in the tournament, seating. Um, the teams are playing every day, um, without it, you know, without a rest in between, um, three, four, five days in a row. Um, so yeah, it's all in the same arena, games back to back. It's, um, it's basketball overload, but we wouldn't we wouldn't have it any other way for this little long weekend here.
1: And you, yeah, and you really have madness as we speak. Maryland, with one minute left, has cut what, like a fifteen point lead.
0: Yeah, holy cow, yeah, seventy to sixty seven. You had Joey Hauser just fouled out. Still a yeah. minute left with uh, with Fats Russell at the line shooting free throws. And yeah, yeah, just cut it to two. So. so- I mean
1: it's just there there's really no easy games in this conference. there really yeah. haven't been yep yeah. and you can't take anyone for granted. they all know you, they've scouted you, they've probably played you twice this year already. you know mm-hmm. it's hard to beat a team three times it's just that there, there's so much that goes into it and and then the neutral court it depend, you know you get just such great crowds in Indianapolis and uh man, looks like Michigan state's gonna handle their business but yeah. It's it's gonna be a it's gonna be a great tournament.
0: Yeah. I will say, just just projecting ahead a little bit here, if we do get a Wisconsin-Purdue matchup on Saturday, that's one thing I was thinking about too, is Wisconsin's beat Purdue twice. It took kind of a miraculous performance uh from Johnny Davis to beat Purdue on the road, and then those banked uh jump shots, three pointers at the end to to beat Purdue at home. Um it's going to be hard to beat them for a third time if we end up for kind of on we're on that crash course right now to meeting in the semifinals on Saturday, assuming um, there's there's chalk in the back bracket up until then. So I'm I've got one eye looking ahead to that game for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean it's going to be a tough test, and the the other thing just to cap off the uh, I mean testament to. Just how tough each and every one of these games are, but just like why these are underrated is like you you get up on a banner for these you get a big ass ring you know these are championships in the highest level of you know this like game college athletics you know so these he, mean a lot and you see crazy stuff and i I don't know who do you think's gonna who do you think's gonna win it?
0: So I, it's hard to look past, um, Illinois getting out of the top of the bracket for me, I would, I think Rutgers has. well, we'll talk about this at the end of the podcast when we talk about bubble teams, but I think Rutgers has done enough to get into the tournament. In in my opinion, I think, um, you know i don't know if the committee would agree with that but i think their their good wins should outweigh some of their bad losses um but i think illinois will will get past rutgers i could if if they play rutgers i do think um i do think iowa could give rutgers trouble as we mentioned um Keegan murray and leading that iowa attack that team has been exploding offensively um, his brother
1: too mike yeah
0: chris murray yeah so I'm actually just going to gonna say we're going to see Illinois and Iowa on Saturdays in the semis. Um, I will take Illinois in that game. Um, and then, sorry, Badger fans, I am going to go Purdue to beat Wisconsin. I think it's so hard to beat. I think the Badgers are the better team, but I think it's so hard to beat the same, the same team three times. So I'll go Illinois-Purdue championship. Sticking to my logic about not being able to beat a team three times. Um, Purdue's beaten Illinois twice, but I, I think Illinois will get them this time. Um, so we'll see. We'll have the Illinois as a co-regular season champ and a, and a conference tournament champ.
1: Uh, I mean, honestly, that's what I think. I, I think the exact, it, literally the exact same things will happen. With all due respect to the Rutgers, I mean, I, I like this Rutgers team so much. But this Iowa team, these Murray brothers are really real right now. And, yeah, I uh, – and then, you know, Purdue is just going to be so fired up against you guys. And uh, with all the, you know, the fanfare that's come before the season, during the season, they were number one at maybe multiple times this year. Yeah. They – they they're so lethal offensively. It's crazy when when they're on. And but it you know if you guys play good defense, you just never know. And it's gonna be just a, a great game. But I do see y'all there, I, I, Illinois and Iowa. And I I see the same reason. I don't think Purdue can beat us three times in one season. So I think we take it there.
0: But we'll see. Yeah, I think, I think, I think Kofi can, can take it to Edie. Kofi's Kofi's one of the few guys that can match Edie's size and Kofi's obviously the better player. And, um, he has the supporting pieces around him to definitely get it done against Purdue.
1: Yeah. I think that, you know, they're going to give it their all. We'll see what happens, but I know they, they want to defend it. They want to get a second one. They, I mean, it'd be, it'd be awesome. Um, and yeah. I I don't know. I'm just so excited to watch it play out. Yeah. It's gonna be a great long weekend.
0: If if this bracket doesn't go doesn't go chalk and we don't see Illinois, Purdue uh Purdue's a three, but but Illinois Purdue in the final. Um any unexpected teams that could make a run for you, not necessarily to win, but but maybe get farther than their seed suggests we've got, you know, we, we, we know Nebraska's out. We know Northwestern's out. We know Minnesota's out at this point. Um, Maryland's still in it, not, and not currently projected to be in the field. Um, this game with Michigan state is certainly not over, but any, from your perspective, any team that could make a run come out of nowhere a little bit.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at Iowa and um, Ohio state really. Yeah. Maryland, I mean, I, I don't know if they'll get out of this game. If they do, I mean, they're way better than their record this year. They had the coaching change, like mm-hmm. they, you know, they're a very good team. They beat, they swept us this season. Um, but oh, sorry, right, we, we split this year. But um, you know, I'm looking at Ohio State. They they really fizzled out, and but they're still a good team. They can figure it out. I'm yeah. Just Holtman's a good coach. Yeah, great coach. And then uh, Iowa, they, they're just so good offensively right now too, but they really uh, get down and play defense now as well. So there's a chance they could honestly take, you know, it, it's going to be hard for Illinois to beat them three times too. So, uh, yeah. Do we think that Indiana is in? It's kind of switched to the big the big turning now. Um, if Indiana wins their first, uh, or, you know, they've won their first game. Do you think they need to beat Illinois to
0: get firmly in? You know, it, it depends. It depends who you ask. Um, and I, one, one question I've had that I don't know the answer to is like when, when bracketologists do their seating, is it who they think? deserves to be a five seed for example based on performance or is it who they think the committee will give a five seed and i mean if if i'm just thinking about not what the committee will do but shouldn't but should indiana get in i i think yes if you look at how close they've played the top tier Big Ten teams. They haven't really gotten blown out by anyone. They played Wisconsin super close a couple times. They beat Purdue once. Um, They had an awesome comeback against Michigan today. I think, you know, even though the the Big Ten sort of record-wise from some of the middle teams isn't necessarily as strong as it was even last year and they got nine teams in the tournament i think it's still a super deep league um and i would i would probably give indiana a bit bit after the win today
1: yeah i mean i think you said it really you said it really nicely i think indiana's in i think it'd be nice if they have a really good showing tomorrow you know make it tough i think that'd be nice like kind of pass the eye test, especially. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The what, like what you're saying, what they're looking at. Um, I I think Michigan shouldn't be in it. I I think if they somehow limp limp their way in my goodness, I, I don't
0: know. Yeah. The, the only, I think if they don't get that win at Ohio state without Jawan Howard, because of the suspension and without Hunter Dickinson because he had the stomach virus. If they lose that game, I think they're definitely out. Um, I mean, that there's no longer one of the selection criteria is they've removed how you've done in the past 10 games as part of the official selection criteria. But that said, like the committee is still thinking about how have you done on the eye test lately, I think. Um, And and so that, although they blew the lead against Indiana today, I think that Ohio State win helps. But, yeah, Michigan's in trouble. Yeah.
1: Yeah, nicely said again. I think, really, um, they both have their cases and both have cases against them. And I think think they'll both get in. But I think it's going to really come down to a lot of the other teams on the bubble, too. Who makes that run this weekend? You know? Yeah, so we'll yeah. have to see. Um, yeah. So yeah, let's fully kind of jump in. How do you want to start with uh, the tourney? Is it, we do need to talk about that before we go.
0: the The full field of sixty
1: eight. Yeah, March March is the big
0: big all capital the, the big the big dance. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, let's just talk about kind of where the, these big 10 teams are projected. Maybe we won't have to, we don't have to get too into detail on how we think the tourney will go or projecting too far ahead. Cause listeners teaser will have hopefully another podcast for you guys, um, before too long, but yeah, Michigan state is an eight seed. Um, I'm just going from the top of the bracket. Um, actually Rutgers projected this is according to ESPN as a um, as a 12 seed one of the last four in I personally would put them a little bit higher I think they've shown enough in some of the big games um, to warrant getting straight into into the field and not having to go through Dayton um, Michigan was an 11 before losing to Indiana, I saw some brackets where they were a 10. So that that might suggest, according to bracketologists, that they were kind of firmly in. Um, Iowa was a 6. Wisconsin was a 2. Illinois was a 4. Uh, Purdue was a 3. And Ohio State was a 6.
1: Yep. Um. Yeah, let's go. Let's go quick, I guess, with the the Big Ten, because I think a lot of these are right. Um, but Illinois, like, I think Ohio State might be stuck there if because they have to play Purdue, you know. But I think Purdue and Wisconsin both have chances to be. Uh, I think Wis. Do you think Wisconsin can get to a one seed?
0: I think a lot would have to go their way for for that to happen. I think. I think Kentucky, Duke, um, Kansas would all Baylor would all have to get bounced in their conference tourneys for me. Um, at least it, if if they beat Nebraska at home and then won the conference tournament, yeah there's a there's a chance at a one seed, but I think there's too many teams with a little bit better of a resume um that that could very well win their conference tourney that that will probably bump them to the two line or if or if they struggle a little bit uh this weekend maybe the three line yeah i i think you
1: guys are probably pretty safe on the two unless you lose um tomorrow yeah but if you handle your business tomorrow, I, I think you hang on to the two. Yeah, Illinois, I don't think we can get to a two, but I, really just trying to not be a four. If We just need to get to a solid three. And if it's a favorable three, we, we can maybe get put in a good, you know, region, uh, hopefully the Midwest. It's in Milwaukee and Chicago.
0: Yeah. Yeah, right now you'd be, a, a, again, according to ESPN, a four seed playing in Milwaukee. Um, which would be great, but again – yeah.
1: It's, if you're the four seed, then you're on that one line, you know, I'd rather get a shot at a two, not you guys, but a two, yeah. and you know, or if we get to the two seed, if we get, you know, we, if we, I think if we win the tournament, we'll get a two seed.
0: Yeah. I think but so too. Yeah. Then,
1: you know, I'd rather the three. So we'll see. Yep. Um, yeah. I don't know. That's really what I got, but there's some really good, um, like who, who who would you say is like a team that's impressed you outside of the big 10? I want to kind of just start with that to just narrow in a little bit on this, you know, <laughs> this massive tournament.
0: Arizona has been really good. Um, they climbed throughout the regular season. UCLA was the, the hot team to pick in the, in the pac 12s in the preseason because of their final four run. Um, I know you guys had a tough, had a tough game against Arizona. Um, North Carolina. I, you know, I, I wouldn't say this is a full body of work being impressive throughout the season, but they're trending upward after beating Duke. And, you know, right now as an eight seed projected, they could be a dangerous team on that eight line. Um, Who else? I mean, the 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 SEC is is deeper than usual this year with Auburn, Kentucky, Alabama, Tennessee. I haven't seen too much of those teams um on TV, but but it's it's a really deep league and all of those teams are solid and have kind of beat each other up throughout the regular season winning um splitting home and home for example, so uh, the SEC can make some noise in the tournament.
1: Yeah, there there's some good teams in that conference. Um, a lot of just, like, they they play pretty fast, and there's – I don't know. I mean, they're, they're great athletes, but they also just play really good defense in that league, too. Um, so, especially, like, Arkansas is going to be really tough. Uh, Kentucky, I'm really worried we're going to be put in Kentucky's reason, region just for the storyline because – you know, two of our assistants went there. Um, And then, yeah, to put Kofi and Oscar Chiwe against each other would be awesome, but Mm -hmm. Gary. Yeah. That's a, that's a very good team.
0: The other team I'll I'll give a shout out to is where we're John Morant fans on this podcast is Murray state. I believe they're, they're 30 and two this year. Um, And they've been compared a little bit to Loyola Chicago last year where, they didn't have like the strength of schedule and quality wins to get a high seed, but their record and their metrics suggested they were a really good team. And then we saw what happened last year. Loyola Chicago was probably under and then they beat Illinois in the, in the second round. Um, and that could, that could happen this year too with Murray state getting a two seed or a one seed in the second round, if they're given like a seven or an eight, um, so they'll be a fun team to look out for. Again, only two losses on the season. Um, Murray State could be a, a trendy pick to knock off a top seed.
1: Yeah, I mean that's I. <laughs> I would be upset if I was a top seed and I saw Murray State on that line for the second game. I mean that's tough. They, they thirty and two. Like you, there's no conference that's that bad anymore. You know no. what I mean? Yep. Just. The, the depth of all these teams and all these conferences are going up and up and up. And obviously some are better, but I mean, 30 and two, that's not an accident and putting them as a nine seed is, I, I think that this, that could be subject to change, but even as like a seven seed uh, you know, yeah, there's some, um, I think that's what's super exciting. I'll, I'll go like outwards a little bit on this one
0: yeah. is
1: that there's no, like, Dom. there's no team where you're like, they can't lose. They're so good. How are How are they going to How- – who's going to beat them, you know? And there's a lot of really, really, really good teams, but
0: uh, there's a lot of them. So it's exciting. Yeah, we were texting a little bit the other night about Gonzaga. They were playing St. Mary's. Um who is st Mary's themselves is a good team they're projected as a six seed right now um, and should get an at-large bid easily um, but yeah I mean Gonzaga despite being the consensus number one for the past few weeks it, you know didn't didn't look like they were gonna blow the doors off another team um, they certainly looked flawed and beatable um, not quite like the Sort of the juggernaut they were last year, when they had Suggs. It seemed like Holmgren and Timmy um, are trying to figure out how to, you know, be on the court at the same time and also maximize their their skills and and kind of coexist on the court. Um, so I think I think Gonzaga is even if they're the number one overall seed, is not going to be an overwhelming favorite.
1: Yeah, I not this year. Which who knows? Maybe that'll like play into like maybe it'll work out really well for them. You know, they I mean because they're still a good team. They have a lot of depth, but there's just no. T- I mean they're they're coming in with three losses. You know, like which it you know isn't many, but for them in that conference, you know, it kind of is. So especially compared to kind of like the juggernaut Gonzagas we've been accustomed to. It, it, we'll see. Um, we'll see how physicality really affects not just Chet Holmgren but also Timmy. Yeah, uh, I think it's really going to be seeing like what what can the the rest of Gonzaga do. Um, I'm not convinced that with when you really get to this tournament and you get to teams with actual good big men, how those two are really going to perform. We'll see. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I think what I'm so excited about is just like to see which players like stand out, you know, who just takes that next level. Like that's what is the other biggest thing that like, I feel like people don't appreciate as much about March Madness as well. It's like, you know, we saw Curry do it. We see these players like just embrace this limelight, embrace the pressure, relish it and go out and just perform at such a crazy level you know and it's 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 just like NBA playoffs where you just see who's gonna take that next step and something that I'm looking forward to with both of uh, our teams is Corbello. what can he do to get back to really just being um, consistent because he's playing well but just consistent and you know more under a, a little less or more under control and then Chucky Hepburn has really elevated his game and become a really nice player for you guys you know he does not look like a freshman right now so I'm uh yeah and then outside of our teams like yeah who are the players names that we don't know today that we're gonna know you know a couple of weeks from now
0: yeah there, there there's always that like undersized big man or um, under six foot guard who was like overlooked um, because they were too small or not athletic enough in high school overlooked by the big schools who just comes out of nowhere and kind of carries his team and puts on an absolute show in the tournament and uh, you know takes his team to the second weekend and pulls some upsets. Um, so those are the kind of storylines i'm I'm really excited for.
1: Yeah no it's it's i mean it's going to be a, another special year and and i i don't know i just don't take it for granted right now with like illinois like i i'm would be sitting here talking about this with you you know whether illinois was in it or not
0: mm-hmm.
1: it, it's just nice that that not only are they in it but they they're poised to make a run and i mean if you could have told us you know at the beginning of this conference season that we'd be going into it both you know, Wisconsin potential one seed if everything goes right and Illinois potential two seed and we we're, we're co-champs, like that's not too shabby, you know? Not at all. Listeners, this has been kind of a selfish episode, but It has. That's you know that that's Big Ten we're it's the Big Ten season, you know. Yeah
0: I, we're a Big Ten centric podcast. We gotta give some love to our teams for um <clears throat> Illinois for not having a drop off this year in terms of regular season performance after losing Iowa. Wisconsin for um, greatly exceeding expectations. We gotta give them a little airtime above.
1: Oh my goodness. Yeah. Just and, and everyone just stepping up and making plays and just studying the ship there. And for, yeah, Illinois just making it through and just being resilient. It's, it's been a great year and our teams are really poised for a run. And in the meantime, we've got about, you know, a week and a half of just like nonstop basketball.
0: And that's pretty awesome. Yep. Non-stop basketball must win games. We got the first four action in Dayton after the conference tournaments. And then, um, couple of the funnest games of the year when we have just games nonstop. Funnest days of the year, I should say, when we have games nonstop, um mm-hmm. starting in the morning and going to late at night with the with the first couple of rounds. Um before we go, I, I do have a little fun um mystery team guessing for for you, Max, and for the listeners. Um I was looking at a couple teams that are kind of in the same area in terms of being on the bubble, double digit seed first four out, um, and looking at their metrics and then their records. So, um, we got, we got a team a who's projected to be an 11 seed, um, metrics wise, they test out really well. And this, these are metrics that take into account strength of schedule, who you're beating margin of victory, um, all of that and, and kind of uh, assigning certain weights to those things. Um, so this team tests out really well, is 20 in Sagarin, 31 in Kempom, 31 in net. Um, only five and nine in quad one though. Um, and they're pro- they were projected going into conference tournament being an 11 seed. Um, and that team, drum roll ladies and gentlemen, is Michigan. Um, Wow. So they were, yeah, really did really well in metrics, you know, did quad three and quad four. They took care of business with just having one loss, but, but mediocre to average with their quad one and quad two performance against, against the best teams.
1: Well, and to see it as now, you know, now they're seven, that number 17 and 14. Yeah. They're two and two in neutral. I yep. don't know if that was a quad one. Probably it was a quad one, I assume. It was yeah, like-
0: quad one or quad two, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So that,
1: you know, that's... Yeah. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> yeah. Um, so yeah. Team, team B, ESPN had him going into the conference tournament as one of the first four teams out. Um, 30, 34th in Sagarin, and then 44th in Ken Kenpom, and Net. record of 18 and 12... Um, 2 and 6 against the top 25 so 2 top 25 wins um 3 and 7 in quad 1 3 and 4 in quad 2 so that team that team is Indiana um so a little bit worse metrics wise than Michigan obviously they um they beat them today so they have that head to head edge um so we'll see if we'll see if Indiana jumps jumps Michigan, and then the last team um, is not good in metrics: fifty ninth in Sagarin, seventy third in Ken Palm, seventy sixth in Net. But their record is is pretty good: eighteen and twelve, a winning record against the top twenty five, a winning record against Quad One. So their toughest opponents. Um, that team is Rutgers. So really, kind of a. A polarizing team and their their record and who they beat, if you look at their good wins, they're they're for sure in but if you're person focusing on the metrics and more kind of objective things. um, They're not a tournament team. So it'll be I'm very curious to see where they what their results, what their results are this weekend and where they fall on selection Sunday.
1: Yeah, I mean, these three are. I mean, and just depending on what happens. I mean, Michigan just made it so that they have no more say in this. You know, they've yeah. done what they've done, and this existing one that we're looking at just got worse today. The other two have a lot to play for. Rutgers, I think you're, you know, you're definitely in at this point. Just you look at the top twenty-five and home. They were they did so well at home against Quad One. They've got a great record. You know, a winning record. Yep. um and they just had some really terrible losses at the beginning of the year that are really just bringing them down so much um they lost to Lafayette you know <laughs> and so what yeah if if they can win a game and then who knows what'll happen but that 19 and 13 looks a lot better you know yeah so, so we'll we'll see in Indiana here uh, you know Eighteen and well, they'll be nineteen and twelve. Same thing. Nineteen and thirteen, you lose to Illinois. Yeah, I think you're you've got a good argument. Yeah, yeah. I, I like it uh, all broken down like that, though. It is interesting watching, and yeah, you you really wonder, like, yeah, what what is the Sagarin rating? Ken Palm and Nat? like, why are they so? especially because these are all from the same conference too. So it's not like they're playing a ton of different right. people, you know, right? The yep. majority is the same. So it is interesting.
0: It is. Yeah. I and mean, we had a couple other teams on there that we don't need to go through. I do know, like, for example, Wisconsin's uh Sager and Ken net rating is a little bit lower than, than Purdue's. Um, because Wisconsin, while it won, it beat Purdue twice and beat a lot of good teams. Its margin of victory was pretty small. They won a bunch of close games. Um, and they had a super good record in those games, but those games were were close, yeah.
1: Yeah, it is interesting. Yeah, because, like, blowouts can really sway it. Yep. Sometimes very deceivingly. Yep. You know, you blow one yep. out, blow one team out and then lose two by – one point You're just one and two but it might look better Who knows? Right. um but yeah i i don't know i this it, it's there's so much going on i i feel kind of like torn between talking about the big 10 the tournament and i'm just glad we got to catch up and and do this listeners thanks for bearing with us but it's big 10 you know it's an nba big 10 illinois wisconsin podcast
0: absolutely and it's always um, been Yep. We hope if you are fans, you've, uh, you know, you've enjoyed us talking about your favorite teams. If you aren't fans, you'll, you'll learn to appreciate our favorite teams as much as we do and our favorite conference as much as we do. Um, So yeah. Thanks for hanging with us listeners.
1: Um, We'll see you soon too. We'll we'll see you
0: soon. You'll hear us soon.
1: Yep. Well, we'll be there to really, you know, set up the first round, the first week. Weekend, really. Yep. So, we are looking forward to it. We'll see you there, listeners.
0: Yep. Enjoy your conference tournaments.
1: Hey, have a great weekend.